Hello and welcome to the Over and Achievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, it's actually not anyone, it's just me because it's Thanksgiving week and you know we're we're observing um, the holiday and everything like that. You know, happy happy post Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you're you're all rising and shining and grinding out of your food comas. I hope you have um, leftovers galore, and I hope you're all living as rich and healthy of a life as Jordan Davis is um, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, so this week's OUA episode is uh, it's going to be a bit of a departure, as like I mentioned, we're observing the Thanksgiving break, and some of us are dealing with illness situations, so we're kind of navigating that. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to play something we've uh, we recorded last week. Um, but before we uh, do that, you know, I I'd be remiss, you know, obviously it feels like we are always, I I can't tell if the sports landscape is one that there's always something happening, you know? Um, So even if you're not recording for a week or whatever, stuff's popping off and it just feels like you got to comment on it. Or I can't tell if we just have super bad timing and we're always taking a break when like the craziest stuff is happening. But I would be remiss, you know, if I didn't comment on some of the developments that have transpired since the recording of our last episode and when we were record again. Again, so you know, I just wanted to kind of go down some of the coaching vacancies and talk through a little bit of uh, what we're seeing, what we're talking about. Because you know, um, post recording last week, um, obviously uh, Dan Mullen at uh, Florida. You know, we talked about him peeing in his pants during the Georgia game, and we kind of laughed about that. That's kind of a joke and like a big LOL that we had. Who knew that he was kind of in media res of like a long metaphorical PP and down his pants leg um, that we just, I don't know if we were too zoomed in to see it um, or, or, or so zoomed in that we didn't notice it, but it was happening. So he was um, uh, uh, told to consciously dis, uh, disengage and uncouple from the University of Florida, leaving a pretty sizable vacancy uh, in the SEC and the SEC East in terms of the coaching landscape. So, you know, understanding that, understanding LSU still open, understanding USC still open, Florida's now open, um, Penn State's not open because James Franklin is staying home, and we talked about this a little bit on Twitter, but it's funny how you know you go from one of the hot, super sexy, interesting uh, prospects and coaching candidates to you know when you look up in the last twenty games, you're uh, eleven and nine, I believe, and I think a losing record in the Big Ten. Um, how sometimes you know uh, things aren't quite as they seem, and sometimes you want to uh, prioritize loyalty and a ten-year deal over maybe getting turned down by all the other uh, suitors in the room and being forced to return to Happy Valley hat in hand um, with uh, almost a losing record. So, you know, I, look, I've been on the record. James Franco's not a good football coach. He is an incredible recruiter. Um, and I think he played this correctly. This was the right move for him because I don't think, given what's transpired this season and the last two seasons, to be honest with you, um, given how the team has looked and how they've developed, how players have developed, um, I don't think he was going to land one of those premium jobs and to not land a premium job means you also kind of unseat yourself at your current job. So kudos to him for playing. Look, no one will ever say he's not a good uh, uh, recruiting or sports or whatever coaching politician. Um, The X's and O's may elude him, but I think he knows how to play the Game of Thrones as it comes to uh, coaching. Um, okay, now in terms of let's let's talk musical chairs, uh, musical coaching chairs. Okay, um, in terms of the big three jobs still open, and honestly, let's call it a four. 
let's call it a fourth big jobs open because I do think Miami's going to come open just because of all the whispering, all the people telling secrets and like talking and the sources and everything. It just feels like it'd be wild if it didn't come open. And honestly, I don't know what you've seen from Manny Diaz to be like, you know what? This guy's kind of got it cooking here. Let's just let him be in the kitchen by himself for a little bit and see what comes out next year. It's Next year, it's going to be a burnt brisket. And I know because I always burn briskets. And I think Manny Diaz is a burnt brisket kind of guy. And I think Miami has a brisket kind of program, to be honest with you. It's, it's uh, you know... It's complicated. It's expensive. You got to handle it with kid gloves. You got to, you know, you got to really have those meat thermometers in there and stuff like that. But when it's right, there's nothing better than brisket, you know. And when when Miami is right, there's nothing better than Miami. So, uh, so we've got Miami, we've got Florida, we've got USC, we've got LSU. Um, I think of the four, I probably have the least amount of handle on what I think LSU is going to do because I think they're in a really strange spot because there's not that slam dunk obvious hire bring them to lsu it feels like all of the people who would be traditionally lsu hires they're pretty good to go at their current employers you know like i think of um there's virtually no uh, uh gossip to support this but i think of lincoln riley as like an lsu hire but i don't think he's interested i mean there's you know there's a little scuttle but i don't think he's interested in leaving oklahoma um if he did, it would be a lateral move, and I think it would be for better, uh, I don't know, better real estate within the SEC, but you're still in the SEC West, I guess. I don't know how they're actually going to do it. But anyways, um, I, I just don't see the person that's the obvious candidate there. You know, I think you talk about um, Luke Fickle. I just – Luke Fickle is probably going to end up at one of these premium jobs, but I just can't see it, so I'm not going to say that I believe that. Um, he just looks – the most Midwestern of all Midwestern coaches. And I and, and these are not Midwestern jobs, so I don't know how he's going to fit there. And I feel like it would be a culture shock. It would be like, you know, um, if Derek Dooley took the super serum and ended up at an SEC job, um, but like was competent, that's what Luke Fickle would be like. And I still don't think that's competent enough. I just, it's just a stylistic disadvantage. And I think Luke Fickle, now you're talking about me seeing him at um, a Notre Dame or an Ohio State or a Michigan. Absolutely. I totally see that. And I think he'd be super successful. LSU, man, it's just a different animal. And I don't know that he'd be a good fit there. Um, I've seen a little bit of Mark Stoops. Uh, Buzz, I f- honestly, I feel like Mark Soups is a step down, and he might not actually be. He might actually be really good, but there is a sexy factor that you just don't get super excited when you hire Mark Stoops, you know? And, th- and I th- it feels like LSU has really, in the past, hired people who they either have like the coaching it factor, you know, like with the Saban, um, uh, or I'm struggling to find someone else. <laughs> really, it feels like they. Um, seek out people who match the personality of the state in the program. I think of Les Miles. I think of Ed Orgeron. I don't think of Mark Soups in that regard. I don't think of Luke Fickle in that regard. Um, so I don't know. Maybe there's like a bit of an underdog mentality to the coaches they select. I know it's a different AD and it's a different vibe and everything like that. And I know he's offering some serious money. I saw some reports uh, that was saying he could offer, uh, Woodward could offer, Scott Woodward could offer uh, eight years, $100 million. That's a lot of years and a lot of money. I think anybody would jump at that. But um, that's why Mark Stoops, I don't quite see him there yet. Um, uh, you know, I've seen Matt Campbell bandied about. Matt Campbell is interesting to me because he kind of looks the part. No shade to LSU, but he does look the part. Um, I feel like personality wise, even though he is also Midwestern, I feel like there's uh, you know, just like in the South and in like, there's some parts of the Northeast that are very much like the South, you know, and vice versa. I think there are certain parts of the Midwest, you know, uh, and certainly like Iowa state is, is uh, uh, some, uh, it's a place I think about in terms of sensibility and personality where it isn't exactly a bad match for LSU. I still feel like 
LSU should be able to do a little bit better. But of those three candidates, if I had to pick, I would say Matt Campbell, but I don't know, you know, that that's the one. Now, let me merge the next. I want to talk about USC and I'm going to merge LSU and USC because I think really it's down to, not down to, it's they're considering the same candidate, which is Dave Aranda. Um, I think I called him Aranda last week. And honestly, I'm probably going to do that a lot. So um, my apologies to everybody who's offended by that and pronunciations, but I think Dave Aranda, see, I just almost did it again. I think he is uh, highly uh, considered at LSU because of what he did as a defensive coordinator. And I think he's also, as a West Coast guy, I think USC is really taking a shine to him. I think in terms of the personality, the discipline, the, um, I don't know, the just like, I know what I'm doing here. Comprehensive competency, you know? I feel like USC hasn't really had that in a long time. Um, and I think Dave Aranda could bring that to them. So I, if if he ends up at LSU, wouldn't be shocked at all. I do feel like, you know, if he's at Baylor and LSU's considering him, it's kind of like, obviously LSU's a better job, but I think to leave Baylor so abruptly, I think it would be a slam dunk home run job. And I don't know, you know, who knows how he loved his time at LSU. I think West Coast, USC, you don't get much better than that. And if you know how to recruit, and I think he does, and because uh, I think Baylor, I want to say they're top 35, which doesn't sound like great, but it is Baylor. You know, it's tough to get people there. Um, I think USC could be an engine he turns on and has that thing rolling really quickly. Um, I don't, you know, I think, Besides Dave Aranda, um, you know, obviously USC has the ability to get um, a super big deal, deal higher, like a coordinator higher, um, but they also have the propensity and the tendency to make a completely incorrect hire in that regard. Um, you know, uh, Bill O'Brien, I haven't seen him talked a lot about there in USC, but I, I can see them going for a proven commodity, someone who is a, is a capable coordinator, but also a name brand. I, I feel like they're a big name brand school. So if Dave Aranda passes or they're just a little spooked by a little bit of his uh, anonymity in terms of a national profile, I could see them going in a direction like that. Um, Florida, Florida is interesting because, you know, I mentioned in this week's podcast episode that I saw Lane Kiffin has been bandied about for Florida. Um, something about that that just doesn't fit to me. Um, even though they are talking a little bit about Lane from the little bit that I've read and I cannot emphasize enough how unsourced I am and how this is all internet garbage speculation that I am, um, just rolling around in just probably as well as a lot of y'all are. Um, uh, the, the vibe for Lane is that he is he loves oxford but he's not going he's not a long-term oxford guy which uh makes me a little sad because i think actually you know um oxford i hate i hate making this metaphor and i think i'm not gonna be able to stop myself and i'm just gonna go ahead and do it if you're watching the season of the bachelorette there's a there's a contestant his name's rodney he has no business being on the show he all the time in his talking heads he talks about how he's not the smartest he's not the fastest he's not the tallest he's not the fittest he's not the coolest he doesn't dress well he probably has bad breath stuff like that he's always talking about how not great he is, um, but he has a lot of heart. Um, that is what I think Ole Miss is for Lane Kiffin probably. Um, I think he aspires to more to a hotter mistress than Ole Miss. No offense, Ole Miss. I love you guys. I love Oxford. Um, but I just don't think he's long for that world. And I think the opportunity to cement that he was long for Ole Miss was now and here where he could be like, y'all, I'm not going anywhere. Now, Caveat, caveat alert. Um, he could just not be saying anything because he could not be squashing the speculation because he's like, hey, I need that. I'm going to get that uh, that Mel Tucker extension, which is, uh, you know, uh, multiple zeros and commas right before I lay an egg on primetime or whatever. Um, so th- he might be being cagey, and I hope so. And I hope he stays there long term. Um, but my sense is that Lane um, had too much success too soon. 
and had too high of a profile too soon. And he is doing his time in the trenches before he takes his rightful seat at the throne of a big deal program. I, I, I have no inside uh, knowledge um, to that, but I just feel like uh, I understand him on a visceral level. And uh, I think that's where he's thinking. So I don't think Florida is that place though. There's, um, I don't know. I, you could talk me into it because I think the recruiting pipeline, I think Florida's all about recruiting. If you can recruit as Dan Mullen found out, if you can recruit and you can impose your offensive philosophy on that place, um, I think you can really have that thing rolling as well. Like urban Meyer did, uh, back in the day. Um, but for some reason, I don't know that that's where he wants to be. I think actually, um, and I, I don't know that Florida wants him either. I think, uh, the place that wants or the, the person Florida wants, I feel like is Billy Napier. I feel like they are very interested in him. I think there was a little bit of reporting that the, uh, university of Florida plane was in route to, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, which maybe they were just like, maybe there's a good sandwich place or a good salad place. Probably not a good salad place in Louisiana Lafayette, but probably, you know, maybe like a good, uh, sandwich joint. And they were just going to like, uh, eat and like really whiteboard some options or they're going to talk to Billy Napier and try to lock that down. Uh, I don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about Billy Napier. I know he's got the bona fides. He served under uh, Dabo and uh, Nick Saban. I, I, he's really got it rolling down there at Louisiana Lafayette, which I don't understand what that means. You know, like the, uh, even like, what is it? The one eyed man is King in the land of the blind. I don't know. I don't know if that makes he's, him a great coach. Um, but they seem to anecdotally have been zeroed in on him. So I do think he's probably going to be the answer at Florida, which leaves me with, uh, with Lane at Miami. I think um, the buzz is that's where he wants to be. Again, this is, uh, I'm getting this 15th hand and super rumored and reported on the internet. So what does that even mean? Um, but Miami is a place where I can see Lane wanting to land because of the recruiting uh, possibilities, because it's not in the SEC. Because I think if you've watched what Clemson has done, um, if you can really build a machine, a recruiting operation and uh, something with some offensive, uh, I don't know, competency, you can really run the ACC pretty easily instead of going through the gauntlet of just watch what Ole Miss did this year. I feel like Ole Miss is a really good team and, you know, they got boat raced by Alabama um, and then, uh, you know, they fought Auburn um, uh, to an L, but it was a hard fought L. They beat Texas A&M. Um, they're playing the Egg Bowl. They played Tennessee. They, uh, it's just a tough gauntlet. I'm not breaking news here that the SEC is tough, but especially when you bring in Oklahoma and Texas, do you really want to be doing that? You want to be playing second fiddle? This this season, this might be Lane's best chance to end on a high note and propel himself forward. And I think a lot of coaches, um, I don't know, showcase the inability to know when the time is right to flip. And um, when you don't pick that time exactly correct, you get stuck and you languish in a job. Um, and I, I, Lane's always been a, a riverboat gambler, I think, and he's always ready to make the next move. So I can see that happening, and I think I kind of love it, even though I'm not. I haven't really like brought myself to understand what it means to be a Miami Hurricanes fan, but I feel like I might be having to do that. So um, you know, that is some very uneducated speculation on some of the job. Uh, opening updates that we all felt remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge here, um, even though we're in a break uh, this specific week. Now, before we get to the episode uh, that I mentioned, I wanted to, to mention a new development here for the Over Underachievers family. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed if you've marked your calendars or you set like your Google alerts, but we are coming up um, in January. It'll be a year of doing the Over Underachievers, and you know, Jason, Andre, myself, we all feel like we have learned um, a lot about the show. We've learned what 
we like. We learn what you like. We learn what we're good at. We learn what we're not good at. So it's been a process and we appreciate, you know, your patience as we've done that. And honestly, you know, for me on a, on a personal note, in light of having just celebrated Thanksgiving, I am, uh, I'm really grateful for this show because, um, you know, uh, not just because of everyone listening and stuff like that, but uh, to be honest, a year ago at this time, at this very time, as I'm speaking into a microphone, into your ears, um, I was not in like the best place, you know, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff. A little bit of a floundering, to be honest. Um, and, you know, um, I, I think I just felt kind of disconnected, uh, th- you know, after we moved and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run a business and, and wh- how do you even run a podcast business? What does that even look like? So you're trying to figure that out. Um, I'd been, you know, in a two book contract and stuff like that. There's also, I don't know if you guys know this, but there was a pandemic concurrently with all that. There was just, there was a lot of floundering for me and I, I didn't have like a, there was no stasis for me, right? There was no like safe place. There was no rhythm. There was no place where I kind of found uh, a, a bit of a mental release um, and connection and community and uh, uh, just uh, overall kind of feeling disconnected from the world, uh, disconnected from friends and disconnected from, from family. Uh, you know, honestly, getting to do this show though, um, over the course of the last year, uh, it's been super instrumental for me and my mental health because it's, it's, it's been this sounds bad, but it's been my excuse to weekly reconnect with, you know, with friends, with, with Andre and Jason that I, otherwise I'm not, I don't do community well. I don't do connection well, but having the show has always secretly been a little bit of an excuse to make sure I see my friends every single week. And that's been pretty cool. And it's been nice for me on a personal note to have a thing in a place and, and people to talk with uh, about sports. So I'm not just talking to people about the bachelorette or the great British bake off. Those things are great and wonderful, but I also, I contain multitudes sometimes. And I also want to talk about, you know, um, uh, college football coaches or basketball players or football or, you know, bets that I, uh, place that go really, really wrong. So I've been really grateful to have that, um, accordingly with all this, instead of us being like, well, we had a good run and, uh, we're going to end it now. We're not going to do that. We're actually going to double down. So Beginning next month, we're going to offer a patronage opportunity for the show on our Substack, where uh, in exchange for your support, we're going to provide two things. Uh, number one, we're going to uh, provide a recurring actual glimpse into what we're betting, how we're betting, and how we're doing, um, not in hopes that you know we can help everybody make money because – I don't think we could help people make money, um, but it's fun to do this together. Uh, more that we can kind of help develop a place and a community and a dialogue um, around these gambling exploits. Because I think as we talked about time and time again, part of the fun is like doing gambling together, you know, and trying to come up with stuff together uh, and trying to find wins uh, and winners together. Uh, and secondly, and this is the thing, honestly, we're most excited about, we're going to uh, produce and provide a separate monthly episode called Better Together. Um, that's B-E-T-T-O-R. Do you get it? Do you understand? Uh, where we're going to answer questions from the community um, of our supporters about sports, betting, dad life, just generic life advice from three you know dudes with small kids or whatever, or really any questions that you have um, here at the Over and Achievers. Um, and we want I want to be really like super clear here. You know, I know this sounds like a paywall situation. It's not a paywall situation. We we thought and we talked a lot about how to monetize paywalls, stuff like that. And we just, I think we came to the conclusion that a content hostage situation doesn't work for this show. You know, it works for other shows, works for other people. We didn't like that. We didn't like the idea of splitting, you know, our regular weekly episode up and making you guys go on a paywall or doing a whole uh, different kind of situation where we're providing all this extra content that we're not sure that you actually want. So instead, 
what we want to do is we're just going to offer this patronage opportunity um, as a way for people to help us cover production costs, uh, pay Jason and Andre for their work, um, and also really just to create like a vetted space to talk about life, love, gambling, other mysteries that isn't just out on the internet in front of God and everyone, you know? And, you know, to I don't want to go too deep into the matrix of the whole thing, but this is all kind of folding neatly into what I'm doing on my Substack, knoxmccoy.substack.com, where, you know, if so if you support the Overachievers, you're actually also supporting everything I'm writing um, and you'll get access to that stuff like non-public essays, chapters I'm working on for upcoming books, discounts on upcoming books and writing projects, all that good stuff. So if you're listening, you're like, uh, great, I love, like I, I read your stuff and I've like, I've, I, I want to support that as well. Well, this is kind of folded in together. So you're doing both things. So that's, this is made for you. This is your moment, spread your wings and fly, stuff like that. Or if you're like, hey, I, I just really don't give a crap about what you write about. That's cool too. Um, you can support us here and you're just getting the sports stuff if you want to. There's a way to cl- uh, uh, select and pick and, and choose what you're receiving. Um, so you can completely marginalize that stuff uh, as well. So um, to recap, this is not a paywall situation. We're, we're attempting to monetize so we can cover our costs, um, and we're doing that so we can keep the free things free. So the regular episodes will continue just like usual. No changes there. Uh, and if you're listening, you're like, I really uh, I have no interest in supporting you bozos, and I don't want to support the show. Um, or if you're like, hey, I do, but I'm not in a financial position to do that right now, that's totally fine. Totally understand. Nothing's going to change for you. But if you can and you're interested in helping the show, you're going to get access to the betting community, to the gambling community, and discussion threads and stuff like that. You're going to get access to a patrons only better together advice episode that uh if you don't know like it's going to work as a separate private podcast feed um that you can add super easily to your podcatcher we can show you how to do that um and you're going to be playing a part in helping us keep the free things free uh you're going to help me hire an editor to help with all the content that i'm uh, making not just for this show but all the other stuff uh you can help me pay Jason and Andre, help me pay for the hosting and software fees that go into the episode production, uh, and hire an assistant for us to uh, help with social media so we can get the stuff out there, get the word about the show out there. Um, if any of this sounds interesting to you, or you know, if you uh, want to gift uh, a friend or a loved one with a subscription, just go to knoxmccoy.substack.com, uh, and you can sign up to become a patron at the monthly or yearly price. If you're already signed up there, just go to account settings, and you can mess with you know your membership uh, options. I think it defaults at free, but you can change it uh, to make sure you get uh, access to that stuff. And again, not a paywall situation, uh, but we did want to offer some stuff as a way to say thank you for your helping us float this very niche uh, and very side project. And, you know, the way I like to think about it is this is a new development for people who are into, you know, what we're doing. Um, and maybe like me a year ago, maybe you're also looking for a space to find some like-minded people. Hopefully we're providing that here for you. Um, so, okay, without further ado, we're going to listen to the episode. And what you're about to hear, just to bring it full circle, is an example of what the Better Together episodes will be like going forward. So take a listen. And if you like it, just go to knoxmccoy.substack.com check with your account settings, tweak it so that you're supporting the show. You can start that today and we will be back next week with a brand new over under achievers episode. Hello and welcome to better together only for our over under achiever community members. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, neither have Cincinnati in their top four is Andre three sex and Jason waterfalls. Is that true? Neither of you do. I actually do. I have you the do? preseason. Okay. No, preseason in yeah. the CFP. You still holding that? You still holding yeah. on to that? I'm in. I'm in. Wow. What? No. Only because I want to play him. Oh, my gosh. Georgia. That's that's what it is. No. Jason, no. you got to think about the end game. He wants no, to no. watch no. Georgia put a 500 burger no, on No, this Luke is a Fickle. bit because he really wants to play Notre Dame. 
No, he wants to murder. He wants to crucify Luke Fickle, and he wants him to send him to Georgia Southern. You know, next year he's like, I don't even deserve a Power Five like job. Now I need give to go. me Michigan State, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame and Georgia. Give me hell, no, <laughs> thank you. Hey, sidebar. Uh, <laughs> Man, no. So the uh, my kids' school, they were in like the playoffs, and they played David Lipscomb, which is coached by Trent Dilfer. Uh, oh, dang. And they got beat 56 to 3. Yeah, um, that team, so it was that not team a good. good. That team's not good. a good game. Yeah, it, it didn't go well. So maybe he could be the next Cincinnati coach. Who knows? Um, Better Together is an episode devoted to answering your questions. Got a hot take? We've got some gloves for that. You need something dad's playing? Three dads at your service. And if you've got betting 101 questions, holler at us and we'll steer you in maybe the right direction. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> good head. Depends good on what head. it's about. Uh, or maybe you just need some life advice. Uh, we have no reason to dispense any kind of advice, but we're here and we're showing up and that's half the battle. I think Freud said that. Um, so what we're going to do here is we asked on, uh, I guess our thread, we're like, Hey, y'all got questions. Like we got answers, stuff like that. And a lot of you answered. So we're going to, we're just going to deal with those here. Now, um, we're going to start off first with Josh Smith. Josh says, what are uh, Jason Waterfalls and Andre Three Sykes day jobs? What has surprised you most this college football season? For me, it's how quickly it became normal to fire the co- head coach mid-season. Um, there was a time this was reserved for Knox's number one boy, Lane Kiffin, but now it's the cool thing to do. So we'll do the college football one later. Um, do you guys want to say your real jobs, or do you want to say the ones like I made up for you? I'm in tech. I'm in big tech. Uh, oh, kind of a big deal. I yeah. do, Mr. Uh, Robot over here. Am I right? I do uh, process automation and low-code type stuff. I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of people do. We don't talk about it right now. Mine's not a little a bit, a uh, little bit easier. I am the director of sales for a collegiate apparel company. Okay, so you guys can take that, or I said that Jason is an arms dealer that specializes in predatory drones, <laughs> and that Andre is a music minister at a Pentecostal church. So okay, that's... you guys just tell me which one you want, and I'll edit it accordingly. Now, Knox, you used to sing. Do you still sing very I don't, often? No, I don't. I don't still sing. What man? Low below, bro. Low, bro. <laughs> Is that, are, <laughs> you got me. That was good. That was good, man. I didn't know it was going to cost that. <laughs> that was good. Well done. I didn't know if well you were done. projecting on Andre. Like, here's a couple of oh, jobs. Oh, no, no. I was just trying to think do. what is the most random thing that each of them could do that I could Oh, explain? I love drones. That's not random for me. Predatory drones, especially, bro. Like, they That's can take down power grids. Did you know that? Yeah, or yeah. bad guys. Yeah, or power grids. Um, yeah, so college ball uh, season. I yeah, look, I love that they're five people uh, mid season. I think that makes sense. Everything's speeding up on demand yep. culture, so it makes sense that coach firing. No, it's do not that about on demand culture. It's about being smart. You got to get ahead of it. You got to be the number one because it, times are tough to find. See, these I, don't, good I don't think it's smart. I think it increases the variance of bad decisions, and I think. Um, I like it because it, it increases the likelihood that people will make a bad decision and a bad hire and more dramatic things will happen. So in that regard, I, I do appreciate it and like it. I think it's you also because of the new signing day that they moved up to December, mm. that if you are going to fire a coach, you need to do it before that first December signing day. Why did they move that up? That's a good point. Just to allow these early enrollees a chance to go ahead and sign uh, wow. and get on campus before – having to do it because used to they would just show up and really not technically sign until february see that's the thing everything's compressing so fast you know 
Hi, yes, this is future editor Knox dropping in here to let you know that you're about to hear a question about the status of Dan Mullen's job as the head gator at the University of Florida. Um, by the time or when we recorded this, uh, that was not settled, so it was still up in the air. So this is all speculation, um, but now we know what actually happened to Dan Mullen. So just proceed accordingly. Um, uh, Jason, Dan yes, Mullen sir. or Urban Meyer last longer? Who do you think? Uh, definitely have to say Urban Meyer, and that's kind of a weird thing to say right now. Right. I just I don't see how Dan Mullen keeps going. Like this has been this has been like an absolute drop off, and it's not good. And I mean, it's not like it was like absolutely incredible, and he was winning over the hearts and minds of the nation before that. But yeah, he's got to go. The, he has lost the team. He's lost the fans. He's I'm sure he's lost the boosters. Like it, th- this is not this is not repairable at this point. It's, it's incredible because just a couple weeks ago, Urban Meyer was grinding on a co-ed at a sad nope. bar. To be fair, he just sat there. And well, got grinded did. on. Yeah, he was he was the grinder, not the grindy. Shout out Rob Lowe. There was some hand grinding. The grinder with there was one some of hand the grinding. Yeah, we needed a hand check. Yeah, there was bar. some a hand check for the yeah. in the butthole region. He was giving hand checks. That. Like you need to be, you need to clarify because he was giving hand checks. He was giving hand checks. So I just I can't. If you would have told me, hey, actually Dan, at three weeks if three weeks from now Dan Mullen <laughs> might be in bigger trouble than this, I would have not have believed you. But I think that's you'd have been true. like, you know how crazy this stuff is with Urban Meyer right now. What if I told you that Dan Mullen is going to be in a worse spot without touching a co-ed three weeks from now? Now, do that again in a 30 for 30 voice, and I would watch that documentary. <laughs> I would watch the heck out of that documentary. Uh, next question. This is from Mariah Dern. She says, I'm so confused about Knox's holiday alcohol situation from today's podcast episode. Do you really not drink at Thanksgiving? Is this a normal thing where you live? I live in Ohio, and literally before anyone asks if there's anything in my car that needs carried in or do I need help with my kids, I'm asked what I'd like to drink, and then given no less than six alcoholic choices. Mariah, this is a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, so this is i don't know if it's normal to be honest with you um this is 100 percent complicated because my maternal grandmother was an alcoholic my paternal grandfather was an alcoholic so my parents had ptsd about alcohol personally um but my see ashley's parents they're also a little weird about alcohol so everybody's chill with us drinking we just can't like display the alcohol so are there flasks being used absolutely 100 percent. are there roadies being deployed a hundred percent but we're just not flagrant about it you know yeah, we would definitely lean more towards Mariah's. Uh, usually wine is served with uh, lunch at my parents' house. Love it. Uh, we do visit both parents on Thanksgiving. So we do a lunch with my parents and then travel. Uh, so there's not a lot of partaking at lunch, but we do um, uh, continue the beverage uh, intake at dinner with And you just parents. get obliterated at dinner. It's just <laughs> like it's do. over. <laughs> Me and her dad basically have bourbon races to see who can fall asleep faster <laughs> in their chair. <laughs> and I'm undefeated. <laughs> and it's Makers, not a sponsor. but Not a sponsor, but we would love for you guys to jump in. Uh, Jason, what's your deal? Uh, so I've got a couple of questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre, do you... Is it always your parents at lunch? Do you get into like the whole we need to rotate situation? Did both sides just fall into place and we're all we all got lucky here and it works for all the okay the follow up to that? Whatnot? You're saying no. Does does that mean Christmas is fixed as well? Yeah. So Christmas is not the same day. We do uh, Christmas Eve at my parents. We okay. do Christmas Day at our own house, and we do the day after Christmas at her parents. Wow. What an alpha move. What an alpha move. Yeah. Other, we're going to deal with y'all, but Christmas is ours and we're doing that. One of the best advice I ever got was Christmas. Anybody that wants to come visit you and your kids. Now I've not been able to enact this for the record. Godspeed to me when, when my wife listens to this, but, uh, (laughs) 
Christmas Day is at my house, and if anybody wants to come visit, you're more than welcome to come at any time during the day. I've not been able to enact that, but I'm still working on it, and yeah. Andre absolutely is alpha in me in that regard. Yeah, See, we had her parents stay with us for four days through Christmas last year. My parents came over uh, for Christmas morning. Well, that's morning. different. That's awesome. Yeah. That's smart. That's just a smart way to do it. We were able to do that a little bit because we moved to Birmingham. Um, but now that we're back, I can tell it's completely, you know, we're going to pay that penance a little bit. Oh, but yeah. We, see, we do the thing where uh, her, Ashley's family gets Thanksgiving Day, okay? Uh, but then my parents get Christmas Day, and that's just how and it the, goes. And that's just settled? That doesn't rotate? No alternations. That's just how it is. See, this is, like, this is the type of stuff that I just don't understand because, like, the rotation makes the most sense. However, you start to rotate – and then it starts to be like, well, this year's a Tuesday, so can we get yeah. next Sunday? You know, like it right. starts yeah. to be like this year was like a COVID that. year, so it technically didn't count, <laughs> but it did, Mom. So I don't know. Uh, so you. back back to Mariah. Um, Thanksgiving, yeah, drinking. Christmas, less drinking. You know, because I, w- I would push back. There, I, w- I prefer to drink on both of those. You know, well, do you all do the turkey yourselves, whether smoked and or fried, or do you? I don't, I don't do. I don't do anything on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. So we usually will smoke or fry a turkey so if we smoke it that's the day before it's usually me and my brother-in-law and we have many beverages while we smoke a turkey if we fry yes. it we will do it the morning of thanksgiving okay and also have beverages is, is this a, is this a real episode or are we just recording this because mrs three sacks asked us to get all of this on audio maybe i don't know i don't know if anybody <laughs> cares about this but i'm fascinated because i'm not maybe this is because i'm the youngest uh, in families um but I, we're not allowed to cook anything or bring anything everyone's just like don't don't bring food they're just like they're really upfront about that and i would love to bring food is it because you're the youngest or is it because of um quality of ability watch your, watch your mouth right now are you a cook now no, not really. But okay. I, I have a lot of heart, you know. I can go buy like the you can desserts grill, at a you store. You can grill and smoke. That's, yeah, that's, I can do that. Yeah. But it's just like it's just pre-approved, man. But yeah, I wish I wish we could get to the point where we were like sipping on some whiskey. But I don't think Ashley's dad and I will. And here's my favorite wish. part about the Mariah thing is that she gets no less than six alcoholic choices. Not do you want a beer or, or a glass of wine? It's like hey. I'm making Manhattans. Okay. We've got Cosmopolitans. We've got we've got dirty martinis. Do you want wine? Do you want red wine? Do you want white wine? We've we've got we've got Gewürztraminer going. Whoa! So dessert we usually, wine. We usually before. have a holiday themed cocktail signature cocktail option to go with. Andre, let's just. I'm Mariah and I are coming to your house. My yeah. goodness, my man. I feel like when's your holiday special come out? You know, like I, I feel like I would want to watch this and see what's going on here. So when does your holiday cookbook come out? Hey, let me ask this because my wife texts us abruptly and loudly uh, earlier today, and uh, so this, this is from wife of the show Ashley, and she uh, demanded that you guys tell her the best white claw fla- flavors because we don't drink white claw. But I told her she was like, I'm interested in this, and I was like, you need to talk to Andre and Jason because they know what's up with uh, white claws. Mine is grapefruit. It is. Yeah, I mean, that's the, a, most, that's the most basic beef flavor whoa, it's in, okay. any, wow. in any of the hard Wowsers. seltzers. Wowsers. Why, does, why does every single hard seltzer have that flavor? Because it's so basic. Okay. Basic's it's not bad, man. Yeah, basic's beautiful, I think. Why does the Kirkland uh, sparkling water have grapefruit? They, they've all got grapefruit. Because it's white okay? claw. <laughs> yeah. This is the move, okay? And this is what I call the minivan. You take a 30-ounce Yeti, okay? Put a little ice in there. Okay. You take a lime white claw, pour the whole thing in there. Mm-hmm. Then you take a lemon white claw and you pour it up to the top. You chug the rest because it's not going to fit because of the ice. Okay? Right. This is 24 ounces, waste, 30 ounces cup, but the ice. Okay. So it's like, yeah. a, it's, it's a mess. So it's called a minivan. Then you chug the rest of the lemon and then you've got your nice cold Yeti that tastes like a vodka tonic, but doesn't have the sugar of a vodka tonic. This is the move. 
This big dad energy right there. That's a big dad energy careening towards you in your ears right now. And, and delicious. And just, absolutely just delicious. Just listen. Just listen and enjoy. So I think that's good. Uh, next question. This is from Mike Kostelik. I'm Literally sure I got that correct. White Claw Tangerine right now, by the way. Look at this Tangerine's guy, a good man. one, too. Yep, yeah. it is. It's way Never got into the seltzers. You know, I think I just... Uh, yeah, your palate's not your palate's not evolved enough. Is that what it is? Yet. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah I just I, I feel like um, there's an intensity with the hard liquors that I'm kind of into right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. And now, I know that's probably not healthy, but it is what you it wrote is. about this in your book. So I don't know about right now. I wrote about book. it, kind of living it in my life, <laughs> writing it in the book of now. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll just like kind of keep that where that is. Uh, Mike Kostelik says, "Where will Spencer Rattler end up next year, and what are the odds?" He ends up playing for Lane Kiffin. I need this to happen for college football, for Knox, and for me. After finding out his price last week on Cameo, I now know everything I need to know about him at this point. Man, Spencer Rattler, free agency, is going to be interesting because I think we agree he's not going to go to the NFL. So then it becomes what kind of a rat race does he enter himself into. I personally think that Lane, if he does stay at Ole Miss, which I hope he does, I think he kind of – he needs a chill person at quarterback. He needs to be the weirdness. I don't think he would pair well with like a weird personality. I think all the quarterbacks he's done really well with have been kind of chill people. So I'm going to throw out three schools. You guys tell me if you like any of them, okay? Number one, Michigan. Just because I want to see Jim Harbaugh, like his head explode, having to deal with Spencer Rattler. Yikes. Uh, that is number not two, a fit. That, do Florida. Not, I, yes. Has, Spencer Rattler is the most Florida person I've ever met in my life. And That's I think correct. he would thrive there for no reason. Lastly, Texas. I want Spencer Rattler at Texas, and I want them to play each other, and I want it to go terribly for everybody. Our boy Sark is doing his best to stay clean, and Spencer Rattler going there is going to break that uh, sobriety train. So that's going to be a no for Sark. It's definitely Florida. Okay, okay. okay. But are we assuming that Spencer Rattler's any good at quarterback? That's a great assumption, and I don't know that it's true. I really don't. It's a name. Because so It's a name. It's a so name. Pick him I up. get it, but he looked terrible to start this year. For me, I think it's a situation. So he's from Las Vegas, is that correct? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Las Vegas area. So I could see him in a Nevada. USC, UCLA, Oregon. Oh, Does he go out back USC. out west? I'm torn because I want to see him somewhere, but I don't actually like watching him play football. You know, I'm just kind of here for the drama of it all. So that's kind well, of why do, I want. Then Texas. do you want him with Lane? No, I don't want him with Lane. I think Lane can do better. Do Did you, you want guys him see with the Lane press conference? No, did you see the Texas press conference where a guy asked Sark a question? He was like, look, um, extraordinary people rise to extraordinary situations, and you're an extraordinary <laughs> person, Sark. It was the weirdest question I've ever heard, and the guy was so horny for Sark that I kind of felt bad for him. But uh, I just I don't have a handle on how Texas people are perceiving Sark right now. I don't well, the AD good. came out and backed him pretty strong. So, yeah, I think bro, just how's it going? Yeah, you're backing your dude. Year. Seven games into the season? That's not Who good. else are they going to get? What if they hired Ed Orgeron? I think oh I would love that. <laughs> Special I don't know. What about what I sent you earlier this week? It's Ed Orgeron, Dan Mullen in Nashville taking over Vanderbilt. Book it. With 24-hour access video, we get to just see it all. No recruiting restrictions. Yep. They can pay anybody they want. How quickly can they go 7-5? See, I would love this. This is the kind of innovation <laughs> I'm talking about. With like Dan Mullen hell, uh, oh, deals with X and O's. Ed Orgeron deals with recruiting. There are no violations. Ed Orgeron can try to bang as many Vanderbilt wives of board members as he wants. That's kind of that's the pro wrestling I want. They would have to pick him off Broadway every Saturday morning just to show up. <laughs> I'm all in. Why would they not do this? It's a, it's such a mistake. Uh, next question. This is from Scott T. He says, as a survivor sports crossover, if the SEC football coaches were all castaway, tribes split based on SEC divisions, who is number one? 
one, first boot. Number two, the goat taken to the end. And number three, Soul Survivor. Do you guys have any experience with Survivor? Do you have any idea? This, this year, is? yeah. The kids and I have been watching it. They love it. Yeah, I'm familiar I'll with it. I'll be sending okay. you the videos. Familiar with concept. So I would say, as the uh, as a Survivor scholar here on this episode, I would say um, either Dan Mullen or Mike Leach is first out. They are the first voted out because really first out isn't about um, threat level. It's not about physicality. It's about personality. Are you abrasive and grating? And would I hate to have to live life with you? I think that's Mike Leach because I think he seems like a guy who doesn't walk the extra 50 feet into the jungle to take a dump. He does it right in front of everybody and <laughs> stares at you while he does it. And Dan Mullen's Dan Mullen. Um, I think Lane is actually the goat that's taken to the end. He is not ever going to win because he pisses everybody off. And that's why he's safe, you know, because you feel comfortable with him. And weirdly, I kind of think Jimbo would be the winner. I think Jimbo I, that was a way pick. to kind of navigate some stuff. Really? You like that, Jason? Yeah. I like Jimbo as the winner. I don't know about the lane thing. I, I, I think that he's going to overplay his cards a couple of times. Exactly. And that's like why you a, keep him around because like no one Shan, likes them. Like in a Shan way this season. Yeah. Like Shan's overplaying it quite a bit. Yeah. And the first boot has to be Mike Leach. And it's going to be the producers making it happen because Mike Leach is just going to keep being like, the producer said I can't do this and that's why I'm doing it. Like you're not going to be able to use any of his audio. Yeah. And, and you're not going to be able to use any of his interactions with people because people are going to be like, I don't even know if I'm offended. Like this is just not good TV. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. My first to boot is definitely Dan Mullen. I think mm. it's the immediate personality that people are like, I don't want this guy. Or I don't <laughs> want to be around him for multiple days and weeks at a time. Um, and then, you know, I think you could also say it's a uh, Harskin at Auburn or, or Clark Lay at Vanderbilt. Cause you're like, who the hell are these people? I, they could Man. be sitting here on this TV and I wouldn't know who they were. I saw some Harson buzz of like maybe he goes to uh, Oregon if Mario Cristobal uh, leaves. I was like, woof! Are you kidding me? If that happens, <laughs> where's Auburn? Like, from? what is your life? And we haven't even talked about Auburn. Like, even in this week's episode about what happened. Like Auburn, Auburn, so hard that I was not even prepared for it because I bet with them. I was like, this is the zag, and then they're like, hey, we're gonna do the Falcons in the Super Bowl. And kind of just like give the whole thing up. It so was, good for them. Yeah, it was a bad. It's amazing. It was a bad outcome. But then, yeah, my sole survivor. I'm gonna go with Sam Pittman. I think he's your buddy. Ooh, I think he is yeah. going to. I think that's uh, he's he's a guy pick. that gets to the end, and uh, when they come back for the, the the crowd vote or whatever it is, that he's going to win that too. So he's a I sentimental think- crowd favorite because he's like, look, I just want to go back to my farm. My only friends are some feral hogs. You know, I just like I could really use that million dollars, and I feel like people would really vibe with him. I might switch. I might switch Jimbo over to the goat because he's going to play the game right the entire time, and then put Pittman as the sole survivor. I kind of like that move, Andre. I think Jimbo would have some emotional outbursts. That's for sure. I feel like Mark Stoops would be the guy who's like, "I'm playing in the blind side. Everybody's with me," and then he gets no votes and he he's all by himself. So I like that. Uh, next question. This is from Spencer. He says, "Which is this Spencer below- Rattler?" Uh, man, wouldn't it be great if he did, if it was? I love it. Uh, Spencer, maybe Rattler, says, which of the below 500 teams in the NFL is the best bet to make the playoffs? Which of the current playoff teams is that? Well, you know what? Let's not answer that question. Let's just answer the first one because that's complicated. So current below 500 teams in the NFL, best bet to make the playoffs. Um, reasonably, what we're talking about here is Eagles, Vikings, Bears, Dolphins, Falcons, Niners, Seahawks. Andre, which one of those do you feel the best about? I took the Eagles. I think that they Whoa. feels weird in your mouth, but I agree with yeah, them. it. Feels I weird in my ears. Figured out at quarterback. I think yeah, they're just trying. It's to, the same quarterback. What do they figure out? I think okay. they're just figuring. They're figuring. He's just like the he's, coach. Is he's not good, out. but he's not bad. Right? I like him. I've never said he's bad. It's just that it, it, it's the same thing. It, it, it's, there's it's, a little it's the stuff around him that seems to be changing. 
Eagles are kind of like um, a little bit uh, Georgia Tech, a little bit Navy, a little bit like when you play them, you're like, what? what is happening right now? Why are there six running backs and why are they always running? And why did Jalen Hurts just overthrow this guy by 68 yards? Um, but they're weird. But weirdly, they have no incentive to win because of all their draft pick situations. But I think they are kind of dangerous. I, like, I don't like the Dolphins. The Falcons are trash. The Niners, I'll never get over what they did. The Seahawks are trash. I mean, Justin Fields looked a little bit better with the Bears, I think. They kind of took a step forward, but Matt Nagy's still there. So it really Let I me think give you to, the schedule to yeah. end. Okay. Okay. Saints this in Philadelphia. This, this is the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. That's so L. the Eagles are hosting the Saints at that's the Giants. That's an L for who? That's, a Saint, that's an L for the Eagles because Saints' run defense is really good. No, I think the Eagles win. I think oh, the Eagles spicy. win. Okay. Yeah, I think the Eagles win. Then they get the Giants, the Jets, the, Red, the Washington football team, the Giants, Washington I love football Taylor team, Heineke, for the record, and the Cowboys. I mean, you might be looking at like five okay. wins there, four or five. You know, that's and that gets them to what eight and five. That's pretty. That's pretty there. solid, actually. We're underrating how insane their coach is, like a kindergarten teacher with his enthusiasm level, because he is he's making friendship bracelets and like T-shirts about like beat the Cowboys or stuff. According to Andre, it's working. So what's the problem? I mean, I guess it is. I don't like a lot of any of these teams, but um, I guess the Eagles are a little bit talented. So I would kind of vibe with the Eagles or maybe the Vikings if they get kind of dangerous and dirty a little bit because they have some talent. So. They have some talent. They've got. I just I don't figure, I don't know how they're not better than they are. Other how than it's Kirk Cousins at quarterback. It's Midwest the same thing Chargers. as the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. It's the truth. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> it's 100% the truth. Uh, next up, Gail says it's Hold the holidays. Hold on, back to Spencer questions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, can okay. answer, I can answer the last one really quickly. And go. if you have one, who is your Premier is this, League? Oh, this is about the Premier League? Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. That's obvious. I got, That's, yeah. I've got a scarf hanging up right here. The 14-15 yeah. champions. Well, to big answer, F1 guy, big Premier League guy. Yeah, to answer nope. the other question, what then, to, you know, it's the current playoff team to miss the playoffs. What about the current over 500 team to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Which I think there's only Saints. there's one clear favorite. Saints. It's the Steelers. It is the Steelers. Wolf. They're so bad. They're 5-3-1. They're so they are finishing there's, under 500. And the Saints oh. are 5-4, and four and they're not making the playoffs. I really kind of like the Saints, though, because I feel like they can do a couple things Why? really well. Just because well-coached, good defense, and they can bad do Bad quarterback. It's the bad NFL. Bad quarterback. But the Steelers also have a bad quarterback. You know, oh, They have two bad quarterbacks, actually. That's the truth. So just not fun to watch. Sorry, um, we okay. can get to Gail. I am so sorry. Sorry, Gail. Gail. Sorry, Spencer. Sorry, Gail. sorry, all you guys. Gail sorry, Spencer, says, that Knox didn't want to talk about Premier League. And my bad, Spencer Rattler. Good luck in your future endeavors. Knox is uh, probably a Liverpool Liverpool fan. Liverpudlian. Uh, Gail says, it's the holidays. Gift ideas for my brother who has it all or goes to buy whatever he wants. Help Gail. I'll be honest with you. This is a terrible question because you've literally put us in a situation. I need a budget, where we, Gail. We can't suggest anything because this you is, just said he gets everything he wants, okay. Gail. First of all, we're not going to take questions and then just tell people they're terrible questions. This is a great question. Because no, it's, 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 it, it's real to her. It's real to her. We're about accountability. Gail, back question. Are we? Because we're also about autonomy. You cannot play both sides of that all of the time. No, we're about accountability when it's convenient and autonomy all the time. Because all the time is convenient <laughs> for autonomy. 60% of the time? Every time. So, like, I could say PJ. I could say personal jet, Gail. But I don't know what your budget is. So, that's not helpful for me. So, Jason, do you have some spicy takes about gifts for her brother who is, like, basically Kendall Roy from Succession? Of course. Okay, so Gail's question again, because we all started jumping in on you, I apologize, is that it's the holidays, gift yeah. ideas for my brother who has it all, yeah, and or goes to buy whatever he wants, dot, yeah. dot, dot, help. This means he doesn't have kids, so that's obvious, okay? It's true, yeah. So then Probably we not are married. Spent, uh, yep. maybe, maybe married, maybe not, 
maybe separate budgets. Uh, we don't know what's going on here. Maybe an F1 driver. We just don't know. We don't have enough don't, text here. Do <laughs> these, there's no context for that. Fun fact, okay? it's Max Verstappen. This is Gail Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gail Verstappen. You should have told us that, bro. <laughs> I don't know what accent there's, that there's was. There's no continuity for the episode, but I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. All right, Gail. Some, give him an experience, okay? And you know what? You know what is obvious Gail, to give say? your brother an experience. Love it. <laughs> Hold on. You know what's obvious to say? It's like, take him to Dave and Buster's, okay? We're not doing sure. that. Gail, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take him to a cigar lounge, okay? Okay. And I want you to play it dead serious the entire time. You can't cough. You got to get the highest price cigars for you and him. You got to get the highest price scotch. You got to have like two or three of them. You okay. all are Ubering home, and you're absolutely. He is never going to forget this evening that you're going to put on for him. Are they dating? What's going on here? I, they're just <laughs> hanging out. They're okay. friends. They're going like, to stink for a week, too. I'll be honest with you, Jason. When you said don't cough, I you lost me for a second. I'm back. But I do. I like what you're saying. Because I just mean like she probably does. Gail probably No, does. I know. I know. Based on what I know, Gail. Gail does not smoke cigars. She's going to take one puff. She's going to accidentally inhale, and it's going to be down there from there. Gail, listen to me right now. Gail, do not inhale the cigar. First of all, cut it. I'm not going to tell any name any names but you you gotta cut the cigar before you like <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about i like the idea though of ga- of like pretend you remember melissa mccarthy and um, bridesmaids where she also like um uh won a, lo- a large settlement from a cruise company because she fell off a boat and like hit her head or something yep. i like this idea that you're presenting the- to your brother that you are this different person that he doesn't yes. know and maybe part that's of the gift what is, we do is this experience i like that i like that I- a lot i want you to go to target and not act like it's the best best place i want you to take him to target and you're in and out and you're like oh, i hate this place like Love i want it. you to do everything that is going to blow his mind whatever stereotypes that that he has of you go do all of those experiential things with him yeah. and just do the exact opposite and he's going to be so confused yeah. for days i want you to have all of the hottest sports takes okay find whatever the hot whatever Stephen a smith and skip yeah. Bayless, i can't stand skip at all but whatever skip said that day on tv just recite all of that stuff back to your brother and just absolutely blow your brother's mind this is going to be the gift that keeps on giving he's going to be so confused and he's going to be talking about this for years i love it i love a gail you being like kirk herbstreet he can't get it actually and hey you see the blue eyes, guy? Blue eyes I'm are punch him in the face i just love like really like upending convention with your brother i think that's that's actually a really uh rich gift that you can give him so i have nothing to add to that andre do you have anything no, without a I had like a solo I stove. I had like I Bomber solos, Mafia, right, yeah, the sure, audiobook. And... That's sick. Um, solo, bespoke solo posts are incredible. You could do a bespoke post box for like a month, no. and that's kind of cool. You don't like no. that, Jason? Why not? No. They give you access sometimes. So yeah. it we have this head. friend who's an author. He writes books and stuff. We yep. could probably get you a couple signed copies. Ooh, that's interesting. Who are we talking about? <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> gift as well. Or yeah, get, you could beat up a homeless man while maintaining eye contact with your brother. And. I'm doing this for you, Robert. Uh, or Max, I think is his brother's name. Is her brother's name? Uh, <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Next question. This is from Katie, and spelled with a lot of I's and E's. So whatever that is, just one E. Okay. Just, but there's a lot of I's. Be honest. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of I's to be named Katie. That's just true. And there's a C, and there's a, a lot of vowels, a lot of C's. I don't know. Uh, she says now that we've entered the trifecta viewing period of these sports with Z's, uh, switch may kill NCAA football, NCAA men's basketball, and NFL for betting and or general entertainment purposes. Um, and then I have to provide her with an update about uh, a Basset Hound puppy that may or may not be joining our family. Um, so, Andre, Smooch Mary Kill, 
NCAA football, basketball, and NFL. What you got? From for, a betting perspective? Yeah, it's for it, betting and or yes. general entertainment purposes. So Andre is to, about to hammer the betting side of the this. Betting, from the betting aspect, it is kill the NFL, mm-hmm. smooch college football, and marry and love college basketball. Because your boy <laughs> is crushing on some college basketball these days. Yeah, yeah that's and my last same year. order. Yeah, like Andre that. is the round mound of winning college basketball bets, <laughs> and it is so gross. <laughs> this is early season. Scheme. Yep. This is early season college basketball, and Andre is hitting. Yep. Yeah. I wish I could say the same for my stuff with the NFL, but that's just not happening. That's why we got to kill the NFL. So. Yep. What if, what if we put NBA in there, NFL. Jason? Would you change if the NBA? Would you uh, shuttle out any of those? Oh my gosh! And NBA instead of what? Or I just got four options, and I got you pick. You sub in any NBA somebody. for anything? Yeah. Well, I'm going to definitely sub in the NBA for NCAA men's basketball. I okay. just do not like this product. I do like betting on it. I do yeah. like tailing Andre on it. Yeah. I do like that part. But I'm going to – all right, so I am going to marry NCAA football. Now, this is from a betting angle as well. I'm going to marry NCAA football. That's been going fairly well. Uh, don't look at my record. I'm going to definitely kill the NFL. This this is just the parody of parody seasons. There's nothing to glom onto to figure this out. And then I'm going to smooch the NBA. I just love it. I just love the product. I just love the players. It's it's awesome in the off season. Um, but yeah, from a better we can't talk about it because no one likes us talking about it. But that being said, how uh, do you guys like the Golden State Warriors new like blue, red, and white uniform like a color scheme? I don't understand. Blue, red, and white. I've not seen those. It's all st- all, Brooklyn, all I yeah. see with Steph on Instagram is that he's wearing like the blue, red, and white. It's like a and navy. Like why? Like when did this happen? Why are they, they wearing are, these colors? They are really good this year because they play a lot of defense. Yeah, they do. When they Number get, one defense. When they get Clay back, they Woof. are going to be. I hope he stays healthy. I love watching Clay I do too. so much. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the same. And then so red uh, is a is a white and brown basset hound puppy that Ashley accosted me with this week, and she demanded that we get this puppy. So we're 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 negotiating. We're in enhanced negotiating stages. Who, who's um, who's on what side of that negotiation? I I, I don't feel like I have the uh, authority to, to make that call on who's saying what. You know, in this situation. But so I just you will say, you don't you don't you. I mean, all of you want it. So that's what's confusing. All of you actually want the puppy. Yes. So so then you're trying to ploy additional uh, benefits out of this. Is that? I mean, that really, everybody always wants a puppy, right? The question is, if it stays a puppy, that's the rule in this house. You can get See, a puppy if it stays a puppy. Not if it stays the, small, if it stays a puppy. The, the negotiations are possible. Who is in charge Correct. of That's what? That's why we're not getting one. And who is um, obligated See, to this is the chaos contract. that I'm talking about. You, no, there, this, the, my daughter got a fish from a neighbor that was moving. <clears throat> Guess who handles that freaking fish? Okay. Uh, I, can I, I, my journalistic intent wants to know. Like, Big so the, V. The neighbor was just like, hey, I'm moving. You want to fish? Like, what was the transaction like for that? <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. a little girl. And Man, listen, gave it, gave it when, we moved, when we left Tennessee the and first I had no time, say in it. we had Justin Thumperlake, our bunny, and uh, we arranged with someone to come get it. And uh, for some reason, we arranged it to when all of our kids were there. So a friend of mine came and got the bunny, extracted it. Like, uh, do you remember what was the Cuban kid that the DEA like came and ripped out of their home? You know, Luis Gonzalez. Thank you. Good call, man. That was a good alien. Pull. Alien. 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 I don't know. I we're said close. alias. We're like eighty percent there, and that yeah. counts. That's we full got credit. It. 
Yeah. That's what this was like. My, sure my so children. Yeah, we got it right. They watched a fr- like a casual friend of ours take the bunny from our house, and they cried. And he was like, "Bro, I didn't know your kids were going to be here watching me while I took your bunny out of your house. What are you doing?" So is and that what, you're, all they think that about what you that guys casual. did for your fish? Like, was it a beta fish or was it like a fish fish? Listen, we don't have betas in this house. A wow, and, all alpha fish, huh? Love and it. B doorbell rings. In walks a a mom, a daughter, and a a fish in a in a bowl. Okay, and so just ring like, the doorbell and they walk in your house. They don't even wait for you to. This had been this had been pre planned with my daughter and my wife, and I didn't know about it. Oh, and they now, planned like a home invasion. Like someone came in and stole your fish <laughs> and they left. That's actually a no. Good they idea. brought the fish and dropped it off. What are you talking about? Is okay, that fish like still a, alive? Yes, because I make sure it gets fed and has its light on every day. So it's a home alone situation where they're like, hey, we're here for a visit and our fish is also here. Oh my God. We got to go. Are Sorry, you too mental? What's happening right now? Listen to me. All the negotiating that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know that it doesn't stand. So if you're only negotiating for responsibilities of this dog, yeah. you need to branch out and you need to have something else in this negotiation. You need to you need to get a solo stove. You need to get a solo okay. stove heat deflector that they just okay. came out with. You need to get the solo stove pizza oven okay yeah. these are the type of things that you need to get out of this negotiation not just like oh i'm in charge of sundays letting it out in the morning yes no you're not wrong it's all imagine no lines man i, I, I want to get a spencer rattler out of the situation but i don't think i will and i think we'll end up with another dog so that's just kind of what it is you want to get a spencer rattler out of this situation and you know like a like a like a quarterback to be named later all-time quarterback uh-huh. i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see we can always use a quarterback so um that's it for better together guys thanks so much for the questions thanks for sending these and submitting them to be honest with you objectively um i think we kind of crush all these questions i really do well i think we do. i know that i helped gail when you both were like this is a terrible question we have nothing to offer you but give him a gift card to Lowe's. yeah you were like gail there needs to be a little bit of sexual tension with your brother but not enough for you guys to comment on it do you know what i'm saying gail come palpable? back with a budget come back with a budget no we'll gail, you revisit don't need a budget. gail no. you asked us the question week. we need to be able to solve it that's on us not you yeah. gail you did what you were supposed to do it said ask question it didn't say ask question and give yeah. all details so that we can just answer yes or no gail if you got to the point where you're spitting in your brother's mouth like dave portnoy <laughs> You've gone too far. Did you guys Gail? read that? That was wild. That was a wild expo. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay, better together. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being this uh, podcast community. Uh, we'll be back uh, whenever we're back for the regular episode, and maybe we'll be back next week. Who knows? Um, as always, I'm Knox. He's Jason. He's Andre. We will see you next time. <laughs>